Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization called up whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S, dot com, 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. I am Brad. Brig is out this week. He is recovering from some medical stuff that he had to have taken care of. We wish him a speedy recovery. So, this week, I am joined by a very special guest. My wife, for some reason, agreed to come on here. So, Mel, say hi to the people. Hello, everybody. Baseball family. All right. So, Mel's going to go through current events with me today, and then I'll have another special guest for the second half of this of this episode. Um, let's just do a precursor that my baseball knowledge is far below <laughs> even Tiffany's, which she has way more knowledge than I do, so... Bear with me and take my opinions with a grain of salt, please. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So let's start with some current events. Uh, first, let's talk about the Nationals and the Mets last week. This was an awesome game. Um, I actually turned this on just in time to watch the last at bat. Um, I think you were at work. Probably. When I was watching this game. <laughs> um, anyways, so <clears throat> so this one had a, a wild finish. Uh, the Mets scored five runs. In the top of the ninth, took a 10-4 lead going into the bottom of the ninth. The Nats were at home, and they rallied, scored nine runs in the ninth, walked off with a uh, Kurt Suzuki three-run home run, and I, I think I, I think I turned it on with like a with a full count, and he hit the home run on a full count. So I watched like four pitches, like three or four pitches is all. That's <laughs> like, crazy. oh well, all right, that's a pretty cool finish. Um, so Mel, the question I have for you is, if we were at this game. Just the two of us, no kids, because that changes the answer to this question. <laughs> Definitely. Um, when, when, you, when would you have said it's time to go? Like, at what point would you have been like, okay, this game's over. Let's go beat traffic. Let's get out of here. Um, it depends. I think, <laughs> I don't know. I Honestly, if there was still, it depends on what fan you are, too. Let's, let's say we're Nats fans at the home game, and they're down... 10 to 4 going into the bottom <laughs> of the ninth inning. What was the score before that? It's 5 to 4 going into the ninth. And then it turned into 10 to and 4. And then they got then it was 10 to 4 well, going into the bottom. Well, there was at least some runs going and so it wasn't like they were completely being It's true. It's not like shut it's out. like it was 10 to 4 from the 5th. Yeah. It was 10 to 4 after and the so top of the ninth. And so I think I would on it. I think I would stay. I think Especially if we knew the kids were in bed. we got to make this date last as long as possible. That's true. That's the kicker. Because if the kids were there, we would have been gone after five and a half. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's being generous. Four and a half, probably. Let's be real. <clears throat> yeah, it would have been, we would have been out of there after four and a half. No, I think we'd stay. I think um, I don't. I think I may have been too uh, nervous to say if I wanted to go home. You'd be like, no, no, we need to stay. <laughs> Because I don't like to leave games early. It kills me that our kids can't well, look at their game games yet. Games are your, you know, for the most part, they're your thing. We get there way earlier than I would ever want to get there. And it's true. we probably stay later than I would. I'm definitely more of the social aspect of a game. It's true. Where I the garlic fries? And when do I get my cup hat of ice cream? It's true. And you told me when we were dating that you like to get to games, what, second or third inning? Growing up, yeah, like growing up, we'd get there... You know, because all the, 
dedicated people already got there, and then uh-huh. you just get your parking after, and we'd get there. But you know what? I even went to with Quinn to a game. Well, no, we I think we got there early. Never mind. Because I was going to say, Quinn went late. Because Quinn knows what's up. For those of you who don't know, Quinn was Mel's best friend growing up and now is one of my best friends. So, Who loves baseball. He does. He Play does baseball. love baseball. So there's a little shout out for you, Quinn. <laughs> so you would have yeah. stayed for the whole game? I think we would have. I yeah. think we would have. I think it would have been fun enough to see the hits and maybe it would be fun to see, um, you know, it's fun to see teams go or fans get excited it's fun to see fans get mad sometimes if they're not your favorite fans or (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think it would be fun i think the atmosphere would be hyped especially if they were able to come back from a rally like that or um come back from being down like that i think that the fans were probably really dedicated too at that point still i mean if they were able to you know fans are they make up a good part of um the energy and so yeah it doesn't just come straight from players and i bet i bet that had I like to think it had something to do with them coming back. So I think the game would have had really good energy at that point. Yeah, it would have been a lot of fun. They they were saying on the broadcast a lot of people had left because of the score, and they kept saying, it's too bad you left because you're missing out when it was uh, when it was 10-8 to 8 with Suzuki at the plate. They were just like, oh, man, if you turned this game on, obviously you can't hear us now, but you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, and that would be – I think so. I've, I've left games where we said, oh, they yeah. came back. <laughs> That's why you don't leave early. That was why I brought this story up, because you don't leave early. Yes, anyway, strict rules in our house. That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about Michael Lorenzen. So he plays, he's a, he's a two-way player for the Reds. He was the first player to pitch, get the win, hit a homer, and play in the field in a game since Babe Ruth. That's crazy. It is crazy. Anytime you're put into the same sentence as Babe Ruth. When was he playing? Like the... Like the teens. Oh, the teens. Wow. Okay, so like a hundred years almost. Yeah, yeah, like a hundred (laughs) years. That's insane. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since that's happened because they've made pitchers into specialists. They don't bring in... Is he a rookie? Yes, he was called up. um, He he was called up for roster expansions. Oh, this is this the guy that they said were built was built like Babe Ruth as well? Oh no, that's um, that's Daniel Vogelbach for the Mariners. Oh, okay. And he runs like, like Babe Ruth, little twinkle toes. And, <laughs> okay, because yeah. I was like, that's crazy if they're doing a lot of um, a lot of comparison. comparisons. Yeah. yeah, and similarities. No, it's just okay. that he has the ability and the fact that he can, I mean, somebody built like Babe Ruth wouldn't be able to play outfield now mm-hmm. unless he could really run. But uh, but no, I think it's crazy that they're letting guys not just be specialists. I mean, he's the second guy now in two years to do something like that because Otani came in and he was a two-way player all the time. He was pitching and then on his off days he was hitting. He was a DH. Yes. So I think it's really cool. I know I've said before that I don't like my pitchers running the bases, but that's only because they're not getting the reps. If a guy is getting regular at bats and getting regular reps on the bases, that's where I think it's okay because base running is so much truly understanding the situation. If you're out there, you kind of panic. If you're not out there a lot. Yeah. I feel like you knew I was going to call you out, so you did that (laughs) on purpose. Because I listened to your podcast, and I know you said last week. (laughs) I did say just last week. That you don't like your pitchers hitting, and here you are. I think it's awesome. I think that's a lot of fun. I think it's, if you're a good player, be a good player and play. And Mm -hmm. as long as you're, I mean, even on the player's end, get paid for what you're doing. I hope they're making really good money doing going above and beyond because like you said you don't want them to risk injury and stuff like that so make sure they're getting if you're going to have um you call it's a two-way player yeah if you're going to be getting um i mean if you're going to be able to do it all get paid for doing it all i think too and um and then i think that just definitely takes the risk out of doing that um maybe not as not for fans or teams Mm -hmm. um, like clubhouses and stuff and you know the business end of it but I think these players, I mean, they're baseball players first and foremost, and mm-hmm. they love the game. And like you said um, last week, though, you said you said that these this this is what they were doing before. I mean, if mm-hmm. you were the best player on the field, you were doing it all. Yeah. yeah. So why not? Why not do it all when on the on a mm-hmm. bigger scale? And that's the thing that I do think is unfortunate about the DH is that it takes away that skill from a lot of these guys. Like in my high school, our pitchers didn't hit. 
We had the DH in, at my high school. And, but, but schools we were playing against didn't have it. And one of my buddies, who was the best pitcher on our team, was also one of the best hitters. He begged, begged our coach to DH one day. So they let him DH. He went to slide into third for a triple, hit his face on the ground, and ended up missing a few days. Oh, I was going to say, did you guys lose because he wasn't pitching? No. No, it wasn't his turn to pitch. So that's why he DH'd. (laughs) No, but he he hit his face on the ground. But early in that game, he hit a home run. Yeah. So (laughs) he was a tremendous athlete. I think this is, I, you know, obviously my, uh, <laughs> my baseball knowledge is not fabulous, but I think the DH is semi of a showboaty position as well. I mean, you do your best players and hitting and, which I guess that's what you want. You pay to see, you know, mm-hmm. who holes hit and you pay to, yeah. did, was he, what bases on he did, did he do? He's, he was mostly a first baseman with the Angels, okay. but it's extended his career. Yeah. That's the thing about the DH is it is a, it is a career extender. Yeah. Guys like like Bryce Harper isn't well, going to play in the outfield all the time. and you want to see them doing those big hits, and you want to see them doing that. So, But if they don't deliver, like... <laughs> that's the thing that's hard. You're going to get yeah. paid a bunch of money for not, which I guess a lot of players get paid to do a bunch of money, or to get get paid a bunch of money to not, not deliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, I feel like Bryce Harper in a few years is going to have to switch to the AL because he's not going to be able to play outfield for another... His, his contract's for 13 years. They're going to have to trade him to the AL if he's going to play that contract out. That's I don't see true. him in Philly for 13 years for that reason. Getting worn down. Yeah. I yep. can see that. That's the only thing. Yeah. But, yes, I, I think the two-way player, I think it's awesome. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it makes, um, I mean, if anything, it, it puts that player on the map as being, you know, one of the greatest and if yeah. they are great at all the things that they do so yeah if they're truly great at both of them instead of just kind of jack of all trades i feel like it's a great way to i mean it should i think it would sell more tickets i'd be more likely to go That's to an angels game because i'm like well it's not otani's turn to pitch so i'm not going to get to see him but it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if he's not pitching i'm going to get to see him hit yeah you know yeah. so well and i was just i was gonna say it's gonna if it's great for the ballpark too you're you can make these big players big names and mm-hmm. big uh um, ticket draws too. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next one, I have a small correction. Lorenzen was not a September call up. I'm, ex- I'm mixing him up with the next guy. Uh, he's been in 66 games this year. <laughs> 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 I thought he was, but he's <laughs> not. <laughs> That's right. We'll forgive you. <laughs> but. Jeez, Brad. Where's your baseball knowledge? <laughs> I don't I follow mine. the Reds. <laughs> Not at all. Someone was probably yelling at this podcast, being like, "You're wrong." <laughs> I hope so. I hope, I hope people are listening enough to, a lot of comments. to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a September call-up that I wanted to address. Um, is Brian Morin? People have been saying Morin or Moran. It looks like Morin to me because I had a professor named Morin. That's how he spelled his name. Mm. So to how me, you it's Morin. It? People have been saying Moran. Moran, okay. But I don't know if that I don't know which is correct. Anywho, Moran? what it is is Brian. We'll say Moran since that's what I've been and hearing. He's the one that got called up. He was the one who got called up this okay. month. He made his major league debut this last week, uh, and he was playing against. It was he plays for the Marlins, the Miami Marlins, and they were playing against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it happens that his brother Colin Moran plays for the Pirates. He's That's in his so fourth season of the big league level, uh, really his second full season of the big league level, and so he ended up facing Colin, and it was pretty. It was pretty funny because before the game, they were talking to him about it, like, uh, like, what are you going to do if you face your brother? He says, "You kidding me? I'm going to try to take him deep." <laughs> <laughs> you know his weaknesses. Like, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but apparently he didn't know him enough because he got struck out on a nasty, nasty slider. It was coming at him, broke back across oh, the plate. Oh, they talked to Colin. Yeah, yeah, Colin oh. said that he was going to take Brian deep. But Colin got struck out on that nasty slider. Oh, it froze him. It straight up froze him. He didn't even swing. That, and that was trash talk backfired for sure. Oh, for sure. I love this. Well, and the, I thought the thing that I thought was so funny about it, too, is that their whole family was up in the stands. And when he struck <laughs> out, they all laughed. They oh, laughed yeah. so hard. I totally It's like, would. oh, I would have, too. <laughs> I, You know, and if I was, if I had struck, if I was Brian, I would be cracking up, too, been like, showboating and if it was appropriate i would do a suck it you know for anyone who can't <laughs> see she also did school. finger guns yes <laughs> i am well disclaimer i'm a horrible winner and i'm an awesome loser 
the worst winner by the, I by the way. I rub it in everyone's <laughs> face. So if that was if I was Brian, I would be like <laughs> all over it and taunting. You name it, I would be all over it. I love that his family's all there and they were there. What's cool, I think, is a I love siblings in mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. Um, the only ones I'm most familiar with are the Molinas because oh, yeah. I'm an Angels fan and yeah, and they just have a about all play for the for Benji. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> and at you know, I think at the same time, I think you had both brothers. Um, I think you had both brothers catching it at some point. I don't remember, but um, and I can be insanely wrong but for some reason I no there were there ago. were two molinas i'm having a, i remember benji i remember yadi yadi has been with the with the cardinals um i'm having but anyways jose years, right mm, i think so yeah. um but i i think what's fun you know because all the molinas are pretty much all catchers correct yep, they're catchers and yep. so this is fun because these i mean they had an opportunity to go against each other and i just think that's so fun and i think the fact that all their families are there supporting and just I mean, the fact that they were laughing, that means it's a family sport to them. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's still fun. Yeah. And it's still a love for the game, a love of family, and I think that's I think that's awesome to show. I think that's I think that's what it should be. Yeah. And I think it's big of you know, I love the trash talk before with Colin saying, Oh, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna <laughs> get him but I think it's awesome that Well it's kinda cool it because him. the Romine brothers, Austin and Andrew, um Austin played for the Mariners, and Andrew played for the Yankees. When they played each other last year, Andrew was catching, and Austin came up to bat, and they kind of he kind of hit his shin guards, and he pat him on the back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was catching and batting. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. catching and batting. Oh, that's fun. So it's it's like they they get to that closeness on the field together, but you don't ever get the pitcher versus hitter. Brothers, yes, and that's, which I thought was that's what I really liked. I thought that was because it could great. probably it could be bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it could get real bad, but. So I have a question for you. This is for taking that girl to prom I wanted to. Or... <laughs> my girlfriend. So now, like that. I have a question for you based along the lines of this. Take out the trash for you. <laughs> so Mel has three older sisters. I do. And Mel, I want to know which of your sisters would you find the most joy in striking out? Oh, ooh. <laughs> that's hard. So I'm the youngest. Yep. And... I'm probably, oh, I don't know if I'm necessarily the scrappiest, but, um. <laughs> you don't have to be scrappy, you're going to strike them out. I know, but, like, personality-wise. That's true. Well, right now, probably Juliana. <laughs> I just think that would bring me so much joy to just, like, rub it in her face. <laughs> but also maybe joy. Um, I, I think it would be so. Joy is the oldest, my, and Juliana is the one joy. just over, just above Mel. I ha- yeah. So, uh, gosh, that's hard because I would love to do it to any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest. It's that little man syndrome, you know. You want to yeah. beat them all. Um, it would be fun to do Joy just because she's, you know, she's the queen bee. You know, yeah. like she's. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. not only is she the oldest sister, she's got a good six to seven inches on all of us true she's the tallest one of the bunch she took all the we always say she took all the brains and all the height (laughs) (laughs) they didn't leave much for me (laughs) um oh gosh i say between joy and jewels i think shannon would um we're not i we don't have as much of a the competitive competitive edge i think i think it would be funny i think we would just be giggling the whole time yeah Jules, I think we'd probably get most like, I got you, you know. What I mean? Yeah, it's true. I do feel like you guys have more of like the friendly rivalry. Out of yeah, the, out of the and bunch. What, I don't think we take it personally. Yeah. But yes, I think, I think number I might it might be. The greatest joy would be striking out joy. <laughs> <laughs> that would I think that would be pretty fun. The youngest getting the oldest. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Then maybe they'd finally say. This is our daughter, Melanie, and these are our other daughters, Melanie's sisters. <laughs> My mom did say that while we were in, while I was home last weekend about Joy, <laughs> while we all stood there, <laughs> and she barely got through it because she was laughing so hard. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's a reference to League of Their Own. Yeah, League of Their Own, and they always reference that based on whichever sister is apparently favorite at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. We try to win favorite daughter. That's right. With no prizes, but gloating. 
Yeah, it's bragging rights. <laughs> it's a healthy relationship, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have for current events. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. We'll take a short break. And when we get back, um, I have another special guest, uh, my one of my good buddies, Brian. And we're going to be talking about walk-up music. That's going to be a fun one. The designated hitter. The infield fly. A ground rule double. The dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things collection at 9plusus.com. All right, welcome back, baseball family. Thank you for joining us again. I am joined today by a good friend of mine, Brian. Say hello to the people, Brian. Ah, hello, people. How are you? <laughs> Brian's a good friend of mine. We were roommates a long time ago, uh, yeah. many, many years ago in Arizona and Idaho. Um, you know, sometimes I forget about that. You pretty much lived on my couch for, what was it, like a semester? Yeah, I yeah, I was... Yes. Yeah, I was inhabiting your your place of school and life. <laughs> Essentially Probably squatting. More to your dismay. Yeah, I was like, why did I do that to him? Like, I wasn't the coolest thing. I was like, hey, can I just sleep on your couch for about four months? Appreciate it. Well, yeah, it was. It, it started out as a weekend and kind of ended up as as four months. I think you're about right on that. Yeah, it was uh, a little longer than expected, but uh, it was fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. Um, well, I want you guys to get to know Brian a little bit better, so we're gonna do a quick rundown, uh, so that we can uh, so that we can get to know him better. Don't get caught in the rundown. All right, Brian, are you ready for the rundown? I'm I'm gonna do my darndest. All right, here we go. What is your favorite food? Ooh, favorite food? I gotta go lasagna. Me and me and Garfield. You know, it's a it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> nice. Who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Oh, that's that's the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. All time. Absolutely. If you could have one piece of baseball memorabilia from the history of baseball, what would it be? Oh wow. Um, um, I would like to have Edgar Martinez's bat where he, uh, hit that double. That's a great one. I love that. Against the Yankees. That, that would be, yeah, that would be amazing. That's a perfect one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? You know, I like the, uh, I like the idea of flight. I've always had cars that are sketchy at best so if i didn't have to rely on those i would appreciate that <laughs> i can i can definitely appreciate that what's one unpopular opinion that you have just one just one i mean there there really are so many you know me uh i do know this. so yes if you know you know and you do you know uh yeah popular opinion i think if uh Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage teamed up to do a film, it would be it would break all box office records. Wow, that's a that's good. I'd never heard that. That's good. If you were commissioner, if you were MLB commissioner for a day, what would you change? Oh. You know, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't even think to change anything. I'd be so starstruck that I would just enjoy the day and call it good. Very nice. And last one, if you could play any baseball position in any era, what would you play and win? Oh, boy. You know, uh, I, man, I, I feel like I'm really one-sided here. I'm, I'm going Seattle-centric. I would love to play outfield with the Mariners in the 90s. Just to be surrounded by that group of guys, in, in my eyes, would be, uh, yeah, that would be a once-in-a-lifetime type of deal. That's a solid group. I like that. That's awesome. Because that outfield is amazing. The 90s outfield. It was. And I mean, 
at various points too. Like you had so many different guys, and and I mean, granted, your your center fielder was, like I said, arguably one of my favorite people, and I think one of the best, the better players and best people to represent baseball. That being near him would have been uh, a treasure. Well, especially during the era. Absolutely. Like he was, I mean, he was kind of changing stuff. He kind of made baseball fun, you know, backwards hats. They had those horribly colored cutoff jerseys. Like, but it was, yeah, yeah it was a different time. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Yeah, absolutely. I can get behind that. All right. That's all I have for, for the rundown today. Great job, Brian. Whew, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sweating right now. I had to towel, had to towel off. <laughs> So today, Brian and I, we want to uh, we wanted to talk about walk up music because music is something that, even though we have our differing opinions, it's something that we have always uh, kind of come together on. Like he, it kind of introduced me to some some rap and hip hop that he listens to. I I introduced him to some of the uh, the rock that I like to listen to. Um, it, it it's kind of funny that we're so opposite in music, but it's it is kind of where we've always come together. When I thought of doing a walk up episode, the first guy I thought of was you. Like I, I didn't, I thought of just like, Hey, I should get Brian to do a walk-up song. Well, I, I appreciate that. And you're absolutely right. You know, we, it's, and I think that's what, you know, a lot, especially us, just appreciation of each other and different things. And it's, you got to see a, a different side of things and it's, uh, it makes things more fun too. Yeah, it does. It does for sure. So before we get too much into our uh, songs that we consider to be, I guess the best walk-up songs, let's talk a little bit of history. Um, because the walk-up song is something that's that's gotten to be so just standard in in baseball. I mean, I, I pretty much I I listen to a song and I think, would this make a good walk-up song? <laughs> yeah, like, like it's it's just something that's gotten to be so ingrained in me because of my uh, because of the way I feel about baseball, the way I think about it, pretty much all the time. And uh, that's just something that anytime I hear a song, that's what I think of first. You know, that, so let's do, let's do, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's, I mean, that's funny that, you know, those, those little things that can remind you of baseball. And like, like you said, like, what I, how would I look? Like, would I feel cool? Like that, that goes through my mind. Like, would people be like, oh, like, here he comes. This is him. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I think of too, sometimes is like, would people roll their eyes if they heard this song? If somebody's walking like, oh God, <laughs> this again, <laughs> uh, just pick something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would probably be me. I would, I would have that happen to with my choices. Can we mute it? Can just, just mute, please. Just let him go to the plate, silent. We don't, we don't need to yeah. listen to this. This music's to better left unheard. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit of history with walk-up songs. So it hasn't always been what it is now, right? No, no, not. In fact, I feel like it's, it's kind of a relatively new-ish thing that players are really starting to like you said i mean it's it's now almost a tradition like it's just as much of you know changing cleats gloves like a walk-up song is is now it's kind of a part of who you are as a baseball player yeah it's gotten to be that that personal level of the game which i which is one reason i i really like it agreed so the walk-up music started back in the early 1900s uh when it was just bands in the in the stands like the, like the, the band absolutely stand, right? yeah it was essentially just yeah you know just a typical like something you'd almost see in a parade like just a march like a march yeah like a, like a, like yeah, a pep exactly. band just a small group of people and they would just play and that was pretty much the standard for a long time a really long time. yeah yeah and then we come along to 1970, Nancy Faust, the hero of music and baseball. Indeed, she was a revolutionary, for sure. She definitely was. And so she got on with the Chicago White Sox, and uh, they they just had her play the the organ, right? Yep, yep. She was in uh, center field in the organ. And which I think is such a strange place for an organ at a baseball game. It feels like it should be behind home plate, which, I don't know, just because that's where the press box is, but... And and shortly thereafter, it was. I think she was in center field for about three years, and they they realized, I think, that it was much better behind 
behind the plate. Yeah. So that's they eventually changed that, which made way more sense. Yeah, it, it does. Just projection wise and and how it's involved in the game, everything it's behind the plate feels feels way more appropriate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what she was doing was she was just playing music and she kind of was um, correct me if I'm wrong here, from what I understand was she would see a guy walking up to the plate and she would just play music that fit what she thought he looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah. She as far as what she could see. Yeah. So she would, you know, definitely based on, you know, the the way they look, different things, you know, even, you know, she gets to see these players, you know, so many times throughout the year. So I imagine that kind of helped build her arsenal of songs for these players. But, you know, even for some of the White Sox players, if they had rookies she would play uh, Who Are You by The Who, which I thought was funny. It's kind of like, it's a subtle little dig, <laughs> but also really fun still. Like, yeah. Because no one knows him. You know, if he's, if he's a new player, just came yeah. up. Like, that's a funny way to introduce him to the crowd and to the people. Um, she would also, you know, if, you know, because she was an organist for a very long time, uh, spanning multiple sports actually as well. But if someone was, you know, and, you know, as some athletes do, sometimes they will uh, date, you know, pop stars or other famous people. So let's say if someone, if she knew that someone was dating Madonna, she might play a Madonna song for that person's walk up, which I found incredibly funny. That is funny. So you'd think that now if A-Rod is playing, he would probably get... Yeah, Jenny, Jenny from the block, something real. Or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's such yeah. a, a culture line that gets crossed <laughs> in sports too. Like, man, they would have so many good songs and different, you know, different songs being played, which would be really funny. Yeah, that's. I think that's a cool way that she did that. Um, so she kind of revolutionized, I guess, the walk-up song, and then it just got to the point where you know the organ is still kind of so kind of used today with as far as like the. Uh, uh, I guess the automated songs, you know, just push play and you have an organ sound now. Um, but it's kind of been phased out and into yeah, just yeah, once I, now it's just regular walk-up music. It is. It was a really, it was very forward thinking of her to, to really tailor the game like that. Cause for the average baseball fan who might not be as interested in baseball or just, you know, just kind of there, it, it adds another aspect to the game that you might be able to identify with. Like when we talked, like when you said, you know, we, we like music, though we differ in that. It's still we still enjoy it, and we enjoy each other. So it was just one more mm-hmm. kind of a, a really cool way for her to bring that to the game, and maybe keep people in the stands and keep people happy during those times when baseball maybe felt like it was dragging to to just your average fan. Yeah, and it, and it gives you kind of that extra element of um, I may not know the guy, but I can try to match up the song. Like what what's this song? Oh, and why is she playing that for this guy? So. I think I think that's cool how she did that. It's a lot of fun, and we have now, like we said, our walk-up music is as personal now as it was then, really, but now the players are, are picking it, and it's their way to personalize the game. And one thing I, that I really like that players do around opening day and later on during the season is sometimes they'll tweet out or share on Instagram their, uh, their walk-up songs because some guys will have something for their first at bat, second at bat, third at bat and even a fourth at bat. They'll have different songs for each one. Yes, they will. Or um I saw another one. I think it was might have been Aaron Judge had it set up for uh for even at bats and odd at bats or something oh, like that. Oh, that's that's an interesting. Yeah, that'd so, be a cool like that's interesting. Yeah. I had I had never thought of getting that involved with it that um that you just you know, alternate them or instead of, cause I know Bryce Harper a couple of years ago had four for every game, you know, first through fourth at bat, they're all different. And then uh, you know, maybe he has, maybe Aaron judge has two that he likes to walk up to. So he picks odd and even. Yeah. Which, which is again, kind of funny. Like that, that's like, it's not like they're just, Hey, pick something for me. I mean, these, these players, these legitimate, you know, top caliber professional athletes are at some point during their day, like, all right, during my first at bat, what's what, <laughs> you know, what's that first song going to be? Okay, cool. That's a, that's a hard song. It's going to establish where I'm at. I get up for a second time. Can't have it be that same song. That's weak. What's this song going to be? Like, do I want to tell a story? Like, of course I'm embellishing a little bit, but it's funny to think that that's, 
that's just as much a part of the game or as part of their season as taking BP or like, it's something that they still have to think about and they want to think about. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that they do think as much about it as they do, as you've mentioned just now, like the way you, when you put it that way, it is funny. It is funny to think about it that way. Like, why were you late for BP? Like, man, I was on Spotify and I was really trying to dial in, (laughs) you know, preseasons, whatever, but man, I gotta, I gotta figure out what my walk-up songs are going to be coach. Like, Give me a break. <laughs> I got to get my postseason playlist down. Yeah, it's like, man, are we? How are we sitting in the season? Are we top? Okay, like if we go into the postseason, I can't have regular season songs. That's silly. Exactly. Like, who do you think I am, you coach? Take this to like, another level. <laughs> you didn't give me this contract to have me play the same songs all year. Like, that's not what I'm about. Exactly. That's exactly right. Well, let's go ahead and take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about what makes a good walk-up song, and also we will list our top five favorite walk-up songs. Ah, wonderful. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concessions. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. Mm, No, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, But just get me anything. (sighs) What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Hope you enjoyed that little break. We sure did. Um, So we're going to talk about, before we get into our list, we're going to talk about what we think makes a good walk-up song. Um, Brian, what's, what's one thing you look up, look for in a walk-up song? Uh, me personally, uh, again, as we kind of, you know, we've touched on a little bit, I'm, I'm definitely a, a fan of kind of the rap and hip hop. So I love if, if it's got a good beat in front, I'm definitely going to pay attention a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a little bit memorable in that regard. Um, I, I and I'm kind of along the same lines. Like I want something that's going to get me, I don't necessarily th- think it's something to like get me going because you know you're in the game you should be ready to go but also something that kind of gets you gets your mind right right absolutely whether it's like i'm i'm a sucker for a bass solo so if it's something that has a, a really good bass line that's probably something i'll take or a really good guitar riff at the beginning uh, yeah um that's that's kind of something that i look for um but also i like things that get the get the crowd involved like that gets the crowd ready like oh like this is where the attention should be that takes them away from their might take them away from their conversation and draw the attention to home plate. Right. Absolutely. Um, like there's a couple that I picked. There's a couple that I picked that I feel like did that. And this season we had Gerard Par- Gerardo Parra of the nationals. He did baby shark, <laughs> which for me initially I'm like, I couldn't do that because I wouldn't be able to like focus. I'd be laughing too much in my head. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, everybody at the at that ballpark everybody was clapping everybody was dancing everybody's involved everybody was watching him at home plate they were into it they were into the back. absolutely i feel like it's you know it can be it can be so different too becoming like because from the player's perspective they might not even think about their song when it like like you said with that like i doubt in his mind he's like this is the only song like this is the perfect song for me but in reality he may have had that forethought to uh-huh. be like I mean, it's kind of like the wave. If everybody in the crowd knows it, they're going to sing it, and they're going to pay attention because they're like, oh, we know who's up. We know the song. Like, yes, they're having fun, and yes, they're also watching you bat. Like, it still can cause focus while everyone's still having fun. Exactly. That's exactly right. So let's go ahead and get into our lists. Um, before we do that, though, I want to say this. These songs, you're you're going to recognize a lot of them, I'll be honest, but for anyone who doesn't recognize them or does, or there's some songs you don't recognize, um, I'm actually going to put up a page on baseballtogether.com where uh, I'll have a link to all of these songs that I can find on YouTube. So you can go and you can watch them, listen, like you can watch the, like a lyric video or something. You can listen to the song so you can get an understanding of exactly what we're talking about because we can't play it on the podcast, unfortunately, because it costs a lot of money that 
that will maybe eventually <laughs> one day have Brad because that's so. that's the type of quality that you would you will strive for. So maybe one day, yes. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get there. We can put a bunch of a bunch of uh, popular music on the on the podcast. It's a few days that's out. A, that's a few days. That's many years away because I know I know a lot of professional podcasts that don't do that. So <laughs> for yes. now, we'll stick to YouTube links. So, all right, Brian, hit me with your fifth walk-up song. My fifth. So, so my fifth was um, I had "Rodeo" by Garth Brooks. Um. A lot of, at least a lot of my, my top five are, are personal to me in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, rodeo is kind of a, kind of a double for me. Cause one, it was one of the first concerts I remember going to uh, live concerts as a child. But after you listen to the song, the idea of the rodeo is, you know, kind of, uh, a man versus a bull. And it's kind of a one-on-one situation that you have to be ready for. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the same in batting too. Like it's, it's just you versus the pitcher. And it's, yeah, it can, it can be dangerous. It can, it can hurt uh, or it can really <laughs> sure can. go your way. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I had never thought of it like that. That's <clears throat> as far as the, uh, the bull riding. That's awesome. I think that's a good fit rodeo. That's got a, that's got a great intro too. Hit me with yours. What's your, what's your five? Number five is hip hop hooray by naughty by nature. Uh, <sighs> That was Ken Griffey Jr.'s walk-up song, and that's really the reason that makes my list. It's because if you were ever in a Mariners game, or I guess a Reds game, when he walked up and, and Hip Hop Hooray came on, the whole stadium, everybody in the ballpark, I mean, they, they're going to stop anyway because Junior's up. Yeah. But everybody has got their arms up, swaying back and forth for Hip Hop Hooray. Everybody does. Everybody. And it's it's awesome. It's one of those songs where... Uh, where everybody gets involved, everybody knows what it means, and it's it was amazing, amazing thing to experience. Yes, the yeah the the crowd work with that song is well. Plus, you have to wonder too. I mean, with it being Ken Griffey Jr., I wonder how much play that song got just strictly based off of him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because I knew the name of the song. I always forget that it's Naughty by Nature. But anytime I hear it, my arms go up to this yeah. day, you know, because that's that's what I know that song, you know. Absolutely, yeah. It's like a so. it's like a guttural reaction. It just happens. Like I can't control it. This song's on. Like I'm sitting in work. It comes on Pandora. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. You stand up. You're like, come on, no, no one. All right, nobody, nobody else. Nobody oh, okay. else. All right, just All right. me. I get it. Okay, I get it. All right, number four, Brian. Uh, number four. Uh, I chose Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Um, just nice. a little bit out there as far as, you know, it's they've got some crazy sounds, and again, Intergalactic, the title kind of makes it a little bit different. But the Beastie Boys are just fun, and to me that's definitely that pump-up. Like, it gets, it gets the crowd going in my eyes. It does, and I don't think you can go ever go wrong with the Beastie Boys song. I you, I, like I'm pretty much 100%. any of them because those are, those are awesome. They have such good intros. They're so well put together and everybody knows. Them. Yeah. Everybody knows. The Absolutely. Boys. Yeah. They, so. they span. Yeah. East coast, West coast. Everyone pretty much will know a beastie boy song when they hear it. All right. My number four, this one is a little bit obscure. This is a, this is a, an international band. Uh, they're not really well known that I know of in the U S yet. British band, uh, it's called The Struts. The song is called Dirty Sexy Money. Ooh, good title. I thought so too. And that's one of the reasons I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> because it felt like so fitting for baseball. <laughs> it, yeah, it is all three of those things. That, exactly, exactly right. But the intro to it is just so good. It's got such a good guitar riff at the beginning. And, and uh, I listen to The Struts on my way home from work a lot. Uh, I don't have air conditioning in my car, so my windows are down. So I will <laughs> windows down, music up, and I'll, sometimes when this song comes on, I'll listen to it two times in a row. Ooh, because it's that says it's a lot. that good. That says a lot it's about that a song. Good. I love that song. So, uh, yeah, when I was going through this list, I was like, I had to pick a strut song, and I think that's the one. It's 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 a great song. I love it. Like I said, that intro, because I feel like with a with a walk up song, um, it's like a good 10 to 20 seconds, right? Yeah. 
any 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 part and the first 20 seconds of that song is just fantastic I mean, the, the whole thing is good but that first 20 seconds you're like yep here it goes yep thanks to the mood so it's awesome sweet all right brian number three number three is arguably one of my favorite songs um of all time um well again a lot of it's associated with you know growing up and uh just at this time mo money mo problems that was uh Notorious B.I.G. and Puff Daddy. Again, the intro is uh, is classic, but the whole song it's just it's just got a it's a flare. It's just a flare for the dramatic. Even the music video, um, if anyone goes to watch it, it's outlandish. And and there's <laughs> definitely a part of baseball in me that that's I mean that's kind of what it is. You, if you make a name for yourself, sometimes well sometimes a lot of times these these players have to be like kind of larger than life. Yeah, it's uh, it's breaking your personality through basically the, the doldrums of what Major League Baseball has decided to do as far as suppressing everybody's personalities. Absolutely. Right? So you've got to break through that wall. And I think that's I think that's a great one. And also, it's the same thing as Dirty Sexy Money, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Absolutely. You get that big contract, you've got some big problems ahead of you if you can't hit. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing. Yeah, if you get in a slump, that... Uh... You're going to hear it from fans, from your front office, most likely. So, yeah, it's yeah. uh Well, and it's not just your fans. It's fans across the league. It's like, oh, yes. that big paycheck. Bull, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that's an awesome one. I think it's perfect. All right. My number three. Uh, before I get into this, I just I want to share something real quick about this. So most of mine, like I've said, are rock um, because that's pretty much what I listen to. But sometimes I feel like you do have to slow it down. And I actually learned this from a, a a baseball player when I was in school. I thought his walk-up song was very interesting because it was very different than anybody else's. His walk-up song was Wide Iverson by Post Malone. And I thought that was interesting because that's not like your typical walk-up song, right? No. I mean, I mean it's it's got a pretty – I mean, it's Post Malone, so it's going to have a good beat. But at the same time, I was like, that is way slower than everybody else's because everybody had like country, rock, you know, everything was upbeat. And then he'd step up and it's White Iverson. So I was interviewing him. I asked him about it. I said, what's the deal with your walk-up song? He's like, you know, I tried tried a bunch of different things, um, a bunch of different music that I liked. He's like, but I came across this and it relaxed me. He's like, so oh. I like this one. I like this because it gets me in the box. I don't get too sped up. I don't get too antsy. I'm nice and relaxed. And he hit, he hit like 350 that season. Oh, wow. I was like, so it must be working. <laughs> yeah. And my first thought is funny is that so, it's about a basketball player. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> and I think he was a kid who played basketball in high school. So basketball was another one of his sports, but, but yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought that reason was awesome. Well, yeah. Again, Showing so, that these players are actually putting, like, he listened and went through multiple songs and got one that worked for him that wasn't just like, oh, it was fun. Or, like you said, pumped me up. It did yeah. the opposite. It calmed him down to a point where he could feel more natural yeah. in the box. Yeah, it, it kind of got his mind right for him. So my next one, it's kind of funny, but there's also a story behind this. Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z. Ooh. Um, so that beginning, it's like... It's so chill. It's so laid back. And my freshman season uh, playing baseball in high school, I listened to this album before every game. <laughs> and I made sure that as we were pulling in, like the last song I listened to was Big Pimpin' because it did that. It just it felt like the way that it the way that it moved and the way that it goes, kind of the flow and the beat of the song, kind of did just that. It kind of relaxed me, got me in in my right zone. And I had a really good season. <laughs> like so, I was singing "Big Pimp" and all song, every, all game, every game, and it just—I was just so relaxed and played so well. And so that's why I have "Big Pimp" on my list that's... because that was one that that did just that for me. Well, and that and that crosses lines too because that's—I mean—on the off chance you hit a hit a home run, you know, if if you want to if you want to pimp baby. that home run a little, you started off the you started <laughs> off the at bat correctly. Like you, you almost foreshadowed your own. That's right. <laughs> you just play it every time. Yeah, it's like case. you know what? If this, <laughs> if I go yard, this will be perfect. Like I foreshadowed it. It's like calling your yeah. shot beforehand without pointing. You've got to be a big True. hitter though, so that it's not like 
60 at bats in between. Yeah, that would have been me. <laughs> like, cool, you hit it out of the infield. Don't play that song. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> all right, let's go on to number two for you, Brian. Number two. All right. So I, I remember when this album came out, uh, the album and the song actually is the Country mm-hmm. Grammar by Nelly. Um, but this actually also kind of similar to uh, to Big Pimpin' for you is this we actually got to choose a song. So we didn't have a baseball as a school sport um, when I was in school. So we had to play American Legion ball. And one of the years that I played, we actually, this, we got kind of got to choose one song kind of for the team as, as a batting song, as a hitting song. And that was that song. And it was, you know, country grammar. And it was definitely one of those where it, it pumped you up. It was like, all right, you're about to hit, you need to get in there and get after it. And so, yeah, that was always, you know. Plus, I mean, just listening to that song, it just gets you, it gets you riled up. So it was a, it's a fun song as well. It does. I, that song holds up so well to this day. It does. It's so good. That it's whole so album, good. you're like, man, he really came out and just. It was yeah. The whole album is great, but it's yeah, specifically that song. Yeah, you could play it now, and people one people will know just about every word to it. And you're going to have people who are in their 40s and probably people in their 20s who would probably still know that song. Absolutely. All right, number two for me, I'm going to go with Given Up by Linkin Park. Uh, and this is because, uh, first off, it's a, it's a really good song. It's a great song. Um, Linkin Park is one of those bands that I've ne- I haven't really kept up with over the years. But they're still like a big part of like my library. Yeah. Right. Because of how, how big of a role they played for, I mean, I feel like anybody my age when we were in high school, you know, it was Lincoln. Everybody listened to Lincoln park. So, uh, so given up by Lincoln park. Um, and it's just because it just rocks so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like the opposite end of the spectrum of big Pimpin'. It really does. Um, if anybody's ever seen red too, it's, that it's the song that plays in the background of the of one of the big fight scenes and it's Chester Bennington's got like this super intense scream and honestly I know a lot of people will say that my kind of music that I that I like to listen to um I'll say it's like straight up like people will say it's crap I'm fine (laughs) with that (laughs) because I know it's not for everybody but that's one of the things I love about that song is it, it just it hits so hard and it's awesome and it would just it would just draw so much attention from it. We would be like, "What is this?" So that's just what I feel like. And I, song. and it would. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say just Lincoln Park when they came when they came on the scene musically. It, I mean, they had a little bit of everything because, well, first let's say this. Uh, uh-huh. Rest in peace to Chester Bennington. He was an amazing artist. Yes. Um, and again, I I think a little bit with with Lincoln Park they. They had, I mean, they had someone who would rap. They had someone who could, you know, do almost screamo type. His, I mean, his screaming was still musical. Well, and he he was such a good vocalist too. It wasn't Absolutely. just he was screaming; he could legitimately sing. Yes, and it was, <clears throat> yeah. They they just kind of tapped into every, you know, a little bit of multiple genres. And I think when they came out, it was such an interesting mix, and it just it did it made a, a lasting impact one on music, but on, on people just in, who enjoy it as well. Yep. So before we get into our number one, um, I want to talk about entrance songs for closers because I love closers. I think they're some of the, just the toughest guys in baseball because they've got to be a completely different breed. Um, and honestly, two of like the most popular, I guess you wouldn't call a walk-up songs to call them entrance songs. Uh, in really the history of baseball were for closers, right? You've got Mariano Rivera with, Enter Sandman. Yeah. And then you've got Trevor Hoffman with Hell's Bells. <laughs> so, and I just, I, I think it's so cool that those were, it's just like ninth inning comes, you know, top of the ninth inning comes and that music hits and it's just like immediate, like fear in the visiting team. Just, no, we're going to have to oh. face them. Yeah, it's over. It's, you yeah, you know what's the whole field, players, fans, you know exactly. Like it's almost like a, the twelve o'clock bell tolls and here it comes. Yeah, yeah, and 
And if you've ever been at a game when the closer comes in and whatever it is that plays, it's like they crank the volume up to 11 because the, the place is just shaking, and it's awesome. When the closer comes in, every time I've been at a Mariners game, which is probably three times out of all the games that I've been to that they've had that the closer has come in, it's like Safeco at the time, now T-Mobile, was just shaking. And it's like you could feel it in your chest. You can feel the goose – like you get goosebumps because – it's just it's just such energy and the music that they play for those closers when they come in that brings such energy to it as well. They do. And one thing one thing specifically, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject because you brought up the Mariners and closers. Go for it. Um, and again, clearly, it. I've been a little bit Mariner centric uh, throughout the start of this and finishing. Um, <laughs> Seattle holds a near and dear place to my heart. So watching uh, Edwin Diaz or you know Sugar Diaz, the closer, they would do stuff with the lights to go along with his song as well. So the stadium's going in yeah, and out with yeah, lights, the... and so I mean it's a full production for these closers for that, you know, arguably three outs. Like that's it. Yeah, and there was somebody I saw one time they like turned the lights off for him. I can't remember who it was. But they, t- it was. I mean, it was like a entrance to a baseball game. <laughs> they turned the lights off, and they had the jumbo, and then they had the like the screen, you know, and then they played the music, and it was like, whoa, yeah, you're like, this <laughs> you is know, like, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian, give me your closer entrance song. This, this one, you know, again, might be a little cheesy, but uh, this would be one that I think would. Uh, Go along with what I would enjoy. Um, and also, I think that the fans, again, that's going to bring attention, that's going to get everyone a little bit riled up, would be Here Comes the Boom. Um, you know, a little self-explanatory in the title. Um, but still, like, yeah. you know, I want to have that, like you said, you know, closers are a different breed, and you got to have a little bit of extra bravado to, to go in there. And I want to let people know, like, this is, I'm the boom. Like, I'm coming in, so get ready to get fanned and go home. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. So mine actually was inspired by Brian Wilson because the guy was a little bit crazy, probably had a screw loose, um, but I loved watching him because he was—he had so much energy. He was so exciting all the time. And I think it was him. I wonder—I want to say it was him who sprinted in from the bullpen, which is classic, right? Which is something somebody with a screw loose would do because you're pretty much gassing yourself by the time you get to the mound. Yeah, it's a long And I ways. thought it was so perfect. It is. It's a very long ways. But I, for somebody like that who's bringing that much energy, I thought it was awesome. And so he kind of inspires my entrance song because I was like, if I was a closer, that's what I would do and just go in there just, ah, get it done. So this is, I talked a little bit about how I like some of the heavier stuff. And this is about as hard as it gets with me in this list. This song is called Until We Die by Escape to Fate. Um, it's like borderline like metal, post-hardcore, kind of like that screamo genre. Okay. But the thing that's super cool about this song is that I've I've thought about this a lot. The first time I heard this, I was like, this would be the perfect song for Brian Wilson to come out and close to. Because the way that it the way that it builds is so rad. So there's there's like a like a guitar solo at the beginning, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So the so the guitar comes in from the previous song. It kind of like just like like kind of like turns up, and then um, and then they say the name of the song. They sing the name of the song or scream it, and then there's this awesome guitar riff. And I was like, once that guitar riff comes in, if they opened up the door and he just came yeah. sprinting while his guitar is playing, it gives honestly it gives me goosebumps while I'm thinking about it. And then he sprints to the mound and then picks up the ball. And if he's like if he's throwing his pitches. Um, as the as the words start, like as the vocals start, it's like it would be so perfectly timed. And if I was in the crowd, I'd be so fired up because there's like parts with the uh, with the chorus where like the crowd could get like sing along with it, and it would just be like the coolest thing. Um, yeah, it's I think that would just be like the best, most fired up anybody would ever be with a, with a walk or with a with a closer entrance song right now. And it, I'm I'm not kidding you. I get goosebumps just thinking well, that's- about. It. And be, yeah, and that's kind of the, you know, like the difference too of like when you're in the batter's box, you might want to be a little calmer, but you do have to be a little amped up to come out there to pitch, you know, just a handful of times. And you've got to bring it every single one of those times. Yeah. And especially those pitchers, like the closers these days, like they're all guys who throw like 103. 
Absolutely. How metal is Just that? always, like, yeah, it's always at 11. <laughs> like, they're never really calm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you've got to be some kind of amped up to be throwing that hard. Absolutely. And I, I, I think it's so perfect. So perfect. So fitting for some some mental closer who's ready to go out there and just face those three batters. All right. Number one song, Brian. What's your number one walk-up song? My number one. And shocker, this one is coming right out of Seattle. Um, this was one of the first songs that I remember. Um, and, you know, to, to give a, a little Reader's Digest version of, of my background, born in Seattle, uh, but moved to Montana when I was a kid. So, you know, we didn't really have a lot of sports in Montana. But one of the first <laughs> songs that I can remember living in Seattle was Sir Mix-a-Lot, and it's My Posse's on Broadway. Um, and it's it's just, again, it's a heavy heavy bass beat right in the beginning um and it really it actually and i would say being made fun of uh you know growing up in a small town in, in rural montana for listening to mostly rap or hip-hop um, this is what started it all for me and it's it kind of brings me back to those old days at the kingdom um, and just old mariners mm -hmm. baseball and again just a great i think just get the crowd going and it's great to sing along to as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love the personal ties with all your songs. I think that's, I think that's, an, I think that's another big thing of what walk up songs should be. They should have some kind of personal meaning. But that's just kind of my cheesy take on it. No, no, I agree. And I think one thing, especially with you know, with a casual baseball fan, we have to, because baseball, you know, if you talk to most people. Oh, I can go to a game. I'd never watch one on TV. It's way too long. Yeah. It's way too boring. Nothing happens. And in my opinion, I can watch a game on TV. I can watch it in person. Um, and it can still yeah. be social. But those those little hooks that keep people going you know, to ballparks or watching games and that can pique their interest. So if you have a song that someone already has an emotional tie to, yeah. you keep them at the game a little bit longer. Because like, oh, my guy's coming up. They don't know who that guy is, but they might know his song. And that might be like, nope, I want to hear this song again and hear this, at, you know, watch this at bat. That's awesome. I like that. All right, Brad, you're number one. Let's hear it. My number one is Back in Black by ACDC. That is, that's got to be one of the most iconic guitar solos at the beginning, right? Yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I think everyone, even if they don't know the song, they know that. They, yeah, they know that beginning. And I think it's awesome. I think that's just like such a perfect way to like slam down that weight, slam the donut down off the bat or whatever, and just strut up to the box <laughs> as you're back in black, you're bad, you're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's such a that's such a sweet walk up song. And I think one time in high school I was playing in a tournament, and uh, I think this might be why I'm so drawn to it. Um, I walked up to it one time because they didn't let us pick, but at this tournament, but they would just play music as we were walking yeah. up. Yeah. And and they they played it and I just like, I could hit the cover off the ball, right now. <laughs> and it, it just gave me so much confidence. So, it's I think that's part of the reason it it does land as my number one, but also just because it's just I don't know it's kind of like it's just always kind of been my go to pump up yeah. song, either that or Big Pimp. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, like you said though, an iconic song that gets everyone going. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, although I I have another gem, Brad. I didn't I didn't even bring this up. Uh, you know, I wanted to kind of save this because I feel like the the baseball okay. gods were smiling on us via Twitter, oddly enough. And it was funny. It was a little oh, yeah. bit fortuitous for this to happen, and you know, for us to be talking about this um, this specific subject of walk up songs. So, um. Okay. Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers, who I'm sure most people know. I'm sure you may have heard of him. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Exactly. So he recently, um, he's going to be in the next issue. I believe it comes out in September of ESPN's The Body Issue. And Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, uh, some people find it controversial, including uh, some woman named Roxanne who – scolded him via Twitter for doing this, for, for posing for this. Um, 
which I thought was, you know, interesting. Again, people are willing to just call out a stranger on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, for him not being, you know, a, a stand-up individual for, for posing for this iconic magazine. Um, yeah. So in his next game, his, his walk-up song for that game, he changed to Roxanne, who is the woman's first name, who sent the tweet. <laughs> And I I thought it was so, so like such a power move to do. That and he is. didn't say anything rude on Twitter. He just I think his tweet to her was just relax, Roxanne, which I thought was funny. Um, but yeah, to add like these songs have power. Like what was his you know besides sending a tweet out, his next recourse was using his walk up song as like all right <laughs> here I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a song for you. And I thought it was just such a funny thing to That's do. Awesome. And it, when I heard that, I, I lost it. when I Because I saw the tweet and I saw when it happened. I think it was just this week that it happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was just in the last few days. Because I saw the headline, but I, did, I didn't have a chance to read the whole story. But I was like, huh, I wonder what that was. Like I said, I'd get to it. But that's funny. That, that is a funny, yeah, funny story. Yeah, and especially calling out, like, he's, he's arguably one of the nicest, cleanest, clean-cut guys in baseball. Like, you don't hear anything yeah. bad about him. Yeah. And for him to do that, I was like, good for you, Christian. Like, that was a really funny thing to do. <laughs> so funny. So funny. I love that. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and get wrapped up. Uh, baseball family, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your favorite walk-up songs, um, either something that you've heard from a player that you loved or uh, something that you would love to walk up to, um, whether it's walking out to the plate, walking into work, if you wanted, if they could play uh, theme music while you're walking into work, um, whatever it is you want to hear. Um, send us comments. You can comment on the VIP group. If you're not a part of the VIP group yet, um, go ahead and send us a, a request and we'll, we'll add you. We'll let you join. Um, with the VIP group, you get, uh, you get to be part of our, our nine plus us community. And you also get early access to, uh, launches with the Saturday night live launches and also, um, early access to discount codes with those launches. So, so come see us at the VIP group. Uh, also, don't forget to hop on the shop where you'll find awesome baseball-themed shirts, hats, pillows, housewares, whatever. We're, we got some stickers on there now. Um, a whole lot of fun stuff. Uh, it's all baseball-themed and great. And don't forget that 10% of every purchase goes to support our cause of getting disadvantaged young kids baseball equipment. And baseball family, if you like what we're doing here on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends, everything so we can keep doing it because we're having a lot of fun. Um, Brian. Thanks again for joining me. That was a blast. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me, Brad. I, I appreciate it. I always love a good time to chat about baseball. So, Yeah, for sure. We'll have to have you on again another time. Would love to. Baseball family, we will catch you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Not Their Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Not Their Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.